Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. The purpose of this podcast is to get to the bottom of what really works and why, and why to simply disregard certain, and why we should simply disregard some of the things we hear. Before I get into today's topic, let me thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews on Zillow, and they are consummate professionals and leaders in the community. They've also decided to once again be one of our sponsors for the MaxFit Games coming up in September, September 17th, actually, and that's pretty darn awesome. All right, so today's topic is all about repetitions. Repetitions. How many times per day do I hear, how many, how many, how many, how many, how many, over, over, and over. Now, we all like to have a little bit of a baseline of what we should be shooting for, and we all like to have a little goal to shoot for. Absolutely. But what we do have to be careful with is thinking that there's a magic rep number. All right. So, for example, if you go and you follow anybody's workout advice online on social media or magazines or whatever or books, they might say three sets of 10 or four sets of eight or two sets of 15 or one set of 20 or they might give you a pyramid like 10 reps, 8 reps, 6 reps, 4 reps. All these things are fine, but they're supposed to be more or less taken as general rules of thumb. All right? I'm a much bigger advocate of rep ranges versus absolute rep number. And I think that's very important to understand. Now, One way I used to illustrate this when I used to uh, teach sports medicine and teach trainers how to be trainers is I would get two different students to go get 10-pound dumbbells. So they each would have a pair of 10-pound dumbbells. And then I would tell them to go back-to-back to to each other so they can't see what the other one is doing. And then I would make sure that they uh, knew how to do the exercise, and often it would be dumbbell curls. And I would make sure that they both did them bilaterally, meaning they did them the same way. So they were both doing both dumbbells at the same time. And their assignment was to do 20 reps. And I would have another student time the 20 reps for each student. So they would go back to back and right away I'd be looking at the students and I'm not so sure they completely understood what we were doing at the time, but, uh, you can notice right away that one was going faster than the other. And in some cases, if I looked out with the example, it would be significantly faster. And they would eventually both hit their 20. And oftentimes a person would hit 20 reps and the other person was only at 15 or so. So that was a great illustration. And then that would mean it would be another five or 10 seconds before the other person finished. And then I would look at the students and I would turn them around and I'd say, well, you did yours in 62 seconds and you did yours in 75 seconds. Say, oh, okay. Is there anything wrong with that? No, not at all. So which one was better? 
I'd say, uh, neither and both. And I would use that as an illustration that we have to be careful that we think a certain rep number is ideal because there really isn't an ideal. All right. So if you look at the research on acute program variables, which are the things that we use to build a workout, there's reps, there's load, there's sets, there's tempo, there's rest between sets, there's number of exercises. There are general recommendations. The National Strength and Conditioning Association does the most research on strength training. American College of Sports Medicine is catching up, and I actually think they do a great job, if not a better job of that, but they're a little bit more into everything else. So basically what they say on rep number is anything from 1 to 6 is for maximal strength, and from 6 to 12 is for hypertrophy, and from 12 to 15 is muscular endurance, and 15 to 25 is really pushing muscular endurance and power is similar to strength where it's five to 10, but done faster. Okay. All those are, you know, they're great. That's awesome. But too often that information's given out. I mean, it's given out in all the literature, but a lot of trainers who are not really certified or qualified to be interpreting the research will think those are like the gold standards and not give any thought to the quality of the rep, the timing of the rep, the tempo of the rep, the arm length, the leg length, which are all these things that are going to matter when it comes to reps. All right. I mean, we all have different speeds and there's no question that manipulating the speed of the repetition can be a good thing for sure. And we can also use different tempos on different exercises. So, you know, sometimes we do need to change the tempo, but the fact that we all have kind of our own natural tempo means that these reps are going to take longer for some and shorter for another. Some people might say, well, that doesn't change anything, but it does because A very important piece to the puzzle is called time under tension, which means how long is that set lasting? The longer the set lasts, the more fatigue is going to be brought about. All right. So I'm not saying disregard reps at all. I use them. We have to use them. We have to use them as a way to help people know approximately how long they should be be doing an exercise. But what I want you to think more about and what we use more is what is called a range of repetitions. Because I hate to break it to you, even though the NSCA comes out with their whole one through six is ideal for maximal strength and 15 to 20 is ideal for maximal endurance. There's not a huge difference between those two extremes because there is such a thing as what's called the rep continuum. And what we've learned in exercise science is when it comes to the rep continuum, it's not a all or nothing type of thing. So in other words, if you do three reps to failure, it's not going to be all maximal strength and zero endurance. And if you do 25 push-ups, it's not going to be all muscular endurance and zero strength. It's a continuum. One is going to be greater than the other. So the closer you get to one, the more maximal strength is going to be there. 
the closer you get to maximal endurance of 25, the more absolute maximal endurance it is, but there is still some strength. So it is a continuum. It's not an all or nothing type of thing. So there's not a huge difference between 10 and 20. And oftentimes it can be manipulated by the speed at which you're doing it. You could slow down your five reps so freaking slow. And I've seen people do super slow protocols, it's called, where it actually takes them like 90 seconds to do five reps because they're doing each portion of the rep so slow. Not advising that by any means. But that just shows you how like does the rep number really matter as much. What we do is we figure out a person's natural tempo and we either slow them down or speed them up a little bit based on what we think is what is more ideal for them. Once we know that, then we can come up with a good rep range for them. If somebody is like really inherently slow and they're just, we can't speed them up that much because they just move all of the load very slow. We're not going to do 15 to 20 reps with them because it would take forever. And if we have somebody that we have a hard time slowing them down, there's people like that. They just whip through the exercises and we're trying to slow them down. And despite our best efforts, they're still going a little too fast. There's no way we're going to have them do 10 reps because they'll be done with their set in five seconds. So it really comes down to the rep range. That's far more important. And what is tangible, measurable in this is the load. That's what's important. We know how much load they can safely and effectively lift for a certain number of repetitions within a range. That's what's important. You know, sometimes people will say, well, how many did I get last time? So, well, did 13. Oh man, I only did 11 today. And it's like, okay, so did you count every repetition? You know, maybe you were going a little slower today, which made it harder. I mean, we, we, we never step in the same river twice. We have that, that famous stoic saying up at the gym because it's absolutely true. I mean, you don't know the level of fatigue you were at going into that particular set. You don't know how much caffeine you maybe have had that time compared to the last time. A lot of variables, but what is consistent and objective is the load. And if somebody shows that they're able to master that load, which we can tell very easily, like if the rep range is 10 to 20, which I really love that rep range because many good things come out of it. And we noticed that for the last few workouts, they've used the same load in that rep range. And when we're watching their form, it looks pretty darn good then it's time to move up, right? So it really comes down to the range, right? The range is going to put you really where you need to be. So understanding what load you're using in that range. And if you're using more weight in a particular range, and again, the most common range I like to use is 10 to 20, but there are people I change that with because if again, the tempo at which they naturally operate. If somebody is a speedy Gonzalez, you know, their range is maybe going to be more 15 to 25 because I want them to get the most out of the exercise. If they're just, uh, you know, slow as molasses for whatever reason, you know, and there are people like that, you know, so, you know, you might want to go a little faster, you know, due to the forced velocity curve. 
which means that the faster you move a load, the more you recruit your fast twitch muscle fibers, you know. So try to speed them up, but they just don't get going that quick. Well, there's no way we're going to go to 20 reps because each set would take two minutes and that's just counterproductive. So there are deviations to where we extend the range five reps one direction or the other. But for the most part, I love 10 to 20. So start thinking about that. And yes, your goal should be to use more load within that range because then that means you're getting stronger and then you're making your uncle Milo very happy because Milo is the father of all overload and we want to make uncle Milo happy. Okay. So just remember that. Speaking of uncle Milo, our sponsors, Jeff and Zach Hawk of overhead door Daytona beach. Zach actually looks just like Milo. He's huge and from what I understand, okay, this is an urban legend. He carries the garage doors on his shoulders to each place he goes to install a garage door. And as the garage doors get bigger, Milo or Zach gets stronger. Okay, that's, you know, being a little silly, but we all know that they're the best. So, I mean, what, what plug do they actually really need? I mean, who doesn't have an overhead door? in their garage around here. I mean, come on, they're simply the best. They've been around forever. And these guys are absolute gentlemen in the area as well. Very generous. And I really value people who give back to the community. I think it says a lot about them and their business practices. So overhead door, thank you. And I will put their information in today's show notes. Bye-bye.